Well, good morning, everyone. <clears throat> I'm, I'm Kent, the youth pastor here, and it's a delight to be able to share with you this morning while Pastor Seth and Pastor Ken and Brady and other people from our church are over in Israel for another week. They come back on Friday, so continue to pray for their safety and their experience. Special welcome to those of you online. Thanks for joining us online as well. It's great to have you with us. And happy Father's Day to everybody. Uh, I have the privilege of being a father or a dad in two different ways. One is biological through my three kids. And we have three grandkids and a fourth grandchild on the way in October. And we're so thankful for our three children. We love them dearly. Uh, I'm also a dad here at church, kind of a figurehead type thing that uh, is part of a family group. We break our staff up into two family groups, so we have more personal interaction and better lines of communication sometimes. And so our family group named me uh, their dad. And so I'm a, a dad in two ways. And unfortunately, one of our children from that family group is leaving. And uh, we jokingly call him the quitter, uh, lovingly, of course. Uh, but he is taken off for a new position. Uh, Jordan is going to be working over at Park Christian School starting in uh, July. And uh, so we put together a brief little video of thanks to him. And at the end of the video, don't clap until he actually shows up on a video because he's got a little bit of something he felt he needed to share with us and particularly with Pastor Seth uh, on his way out. So here's our tribute to our wonderful friend, Pastor Jordan. This message is specifically for you, Seth. I know you're in Israel enjoying your time there, but I hope you see this video. Just wanted to tell you one thing. It was me. <laughs> that clears things up, doesn't it? <laughs> we, we've seemed to do a few practical jokes on Pastor Seth occasionally, just to make sure he understands he's loved and welcomed and all that. And, uh, and so we had one time he was preaching on a Sunday morning and between services, he, he, he has a total aversion, like a complete hate of mayo. And so there was a box of some props that he was using and somebody put a bunch of mayo in there, mayo packets in there between services and then put a picture of me in there. <laughs> and so second service, he opens it up to do the illustration. He seriously, he said he almost threw up. <laughs> he looked, he's like, Okay. He pushed them aside and went on with his illustration. None of us knew that he had seen them. And then he came, he blamed me for weeks and months that it was me. And I said, Seth, you're a former youth pastor. We don't reveal our identity when we do things like that. Certainly not with a picture. So I said it was somebody else. And uh, there have been stickers that have shown up on his Jeep. Uh, there were balloons filled his office one time. Just so happened to be after the Easter egg hunt. And, uh, and so... 
Jordan felt before he left, apparently he just needed to, to confess and get things out in the open, uh, but was it confessing to one or all? So anyway, Seth still has to figure that part out, but uh, that was really fun. We're going to miss Jordan. He's a, he was a super uh, co-worker and pastor here at church and made a difference in many kids' lives. And let's just pray for him quick before we jump into our sermon today. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jordan. And the way that he served, the way you used him as your ambassador, primarily to children, but also to parents, the small groups that he would do and Bible studies and his communications. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would bless him, give him a good couple of weeks here in transition time between here and park. We pray, Lord, that as he starts in July, that you would give him a fruitful ministry over there, that you'd use him, that you'd fulfill him, that he would find great joy in serving you. Thank you again for your, the blessings that you gave us through Jordan. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so we are in week three of a six-week series called What If? The first two weeks on what if we look at, looked at time a little different and serve the Lord with our time. Today is our first introductory week of what if we use our talents for the Lord? And then the final two weeks will be what about our treasures? How do we use those for the Lord? Uh, this week, we're going to start the talents, and then next week, Dale Hellevang will wrap it up uh, with some more information about talents. But when we think about talents, let's make sure we understand what they are. Those are natural aptitudes or skills, according to Webster's Dictionary, and that was online, so we know it's true. So it's natural aptitude or skill that you have. That's what a talent is. And we've got a list here of some talents. It's not you know, all-inclusive, but it's some of these things, and I want you to listen to see if any of these are talents that God has given to you. Okay, so here are some talents. Acting, being funny, dancing, graphic design, painting, playing an instrument, pottery, singing, woodwork, writing, storytelling, knitting, hairstyling, origami, calligraphy, photo or video editing, cooking, baking, peacemaking, public speaking, investing, fixing things, planning, budgeting, teaching, working with those who have special needs, problem solving, or maybe design. Now, obviously there are many more talents that could be included on that list, but I want you to think just for a moment, just to pause, Pick one talent that you know that God has given you. What's one talent you have? Yeah, I'll give you a minute. Some of you it might take a little longer. It's okay. Somebody can help you if you need it. But think of one talent that you have. God's given you probably many. Maybe there's one from this list. Maybe it's a continuance of the list. I don't know. But think of one. Everybody got one? Okay. This means yes. This means no. This means wow. You're really good. Okay, so yes, we got them. All right, we got our one talent that we're going to think of. We're going to think about that periodically throughout the sermon, okay? I want you to know that the talents you have are intended to help you, to help us experience the abundant life that Jesus Christ came to give, give us. And by abundant, it doesn't mean prosperous or happy or trouble-free. It just means more fulfilling for what God's purposes are for us. So that's what the talents are for. John 10.10 says this. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. So as we follow Jesus, he's going to give us that full, purposeful, abundant life. So when we think about our talents, 
There's six things that we want to keep in mind. And we'll cover three this week and three next week. And amazingly, as Dale and I were talking about these two weeks, it fell into an acrostic. So that was really helpful that it turned out. And I said, I'll, I'll start and then you can pick up the pieces. So today we're going to talk about that talents are totally from God. They're actually for others. They're literally part of a bigger picture. And then next week we'll deal with the ENT. Now, there's a couple of people in our congregation who are really super excited about next week. That's Dr. Porter and Dr. Sen. So they're ENT, they're ear, nose, and throat doctors. And so they're like, yes, we made the sermon. So uh, we're excited, Dr. Sen, nice to see you. Uh, Dr. Porter was in the first service, so they're both coming to church too, so that's positive. Uh, so next week we'll talk about ENT. But today we start with our talents are totally from God. They're totally from God. Psalm 139 verses 13 and 14 says this. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. God has designed us and given us the things which we have, the talents that we have. And it matters who gives us gifts. Think about a stranger walking around town and they hand out, they just hand you a gift. Now we'll be appreciative of that and we'll say, wow, thank you, that, that's for me? Yep, it sure is. And I would go, okay, well that's really nice, thank you. But then if my wife gives me a gift, I will stop and I will appreciate that gift even more. Even before I open it, I'll appreciate her gift more than whatever it is a stranger gives to me. Why? Because it matters who gives you the gift. She gives me a gift, she knows me, she knows what I like, she knows what I don't like, she knows what would be helpful for me, she's thought about it, she gives me something, and I'm encouraged. It matters who gives you the gift. And who gives us these talents? God. God, the creator of the world, the one who is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, is everywhere. He's the one who gave us the gift. And when he gives us that gift, it's such an easy thing when we understand who gave it to be, wow, Lord, thank you for that gift. Thank you, it's so thoughtful. He knows us, he knows our purpose. So with Jordan leaving, uh, we always joke kind of as a staff that one of us is gonna either resign or reapply for a new job here because when somebody leaves, we kind of have a party for them. And so this gives us more excuses to have parties. So Jordan is leaving. So we did on Thursday, we went to an escape room as a staff. Those of us are still here, not in Israel. So we made sure that those going to Israel understood that we were going to have a, a, a farewell party day and that they're going to miss it because they're off in Israel. But we had eight of us that went to an escape room. And if you, how many of you ever done an escape room? Okay, quite a few of you. Okay, so you go in, you follow a bunch of clues and stuff and unlock a bunch of things to try to get to the final goal of saving whatever it is you're supposed to save. And so when we were in the escape room, there was a number of times where we were like, we need some help. In fact, a couple of times the game master who is monitoring us uh, by video and audio surveillance, uh, he even jumped in a couple of times when we didn't ask for help. I think he said, these people are hurting. So <laughs> let me give you some clues. And so whenever the text came up on the screen, we would look at it and we would ignore it because we're like, no way, we can do this. We have Sarah. So we're going to just ignore all of the clues. <clears throat> That's not really what we did. We was more like, we have Sarah, let's get a clue. Okay. Um, 
So on the screen, the, oh, we love each other. Take it easy. So, it, so the picture, the, the screen comes up, the, the clue comes up, we read it, and we automatically apply that information to our problem solving. Because we look, because the game master gave it to us. We looked and we said, oh my goodness, that's very helpful. So we go back and apply that to whatever puzzle we were working on at the time. It was helpful. Why did we know that it was going to be helpful? Because it was from the game master, the one that can help us solve things. Same thing is true with our talents. Our talents are from God, our master. And he has given us these things for a specific purpose to accomplish a specific goal in life. So remember that talent you thought of earlier, that one talent? Take a moment and just thank God for giving you a talent, okay? Just do that right now, just silently where you're at. God, thank you for giving me whatever it is. So not only is our talent totally from God, but it's actually for others. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says this, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you shall look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And then Matthew 20, 28 talks about Jesus himself, who says Jesus himself didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, if Jesus came to serve, I am not going to have a higher calling of those to serve me. I'm supposed to be like Jesus, and so I'm coming to serve others as well. Others, others, others. My mom growing up, that was her mantra. We always were trying to think of others. We were pushed to think of others, others, others. We would pull into a hotel. It could be two in the afternoon. It could be 10 at night. It didn't matter. We did not ever slam our doors. Because if you slammed your door, somebody was having to sleep and you were going to wake them up and disturb them. It didn't matter. Mom, it's, it's two. Just somebody maybe worked all night. Like, okay. So we would just be, we'd have to hold our handle, just shut the door quietly, grab our luggage, walk in, whisper as we were in the hotel, go down the hallway to our room. And if our luggage ever hit a wall, or like we were five of us kids, so there's always one. And of course, I was the youngest of five, so my two older brothers would like, kick my foot out or something while I'm walking, so I'd make some noise. And my mom would turn around, shh, sorry. And so we'd get real quiet and get in there out of respect for other people. One of the things that I've carried down to my kids, which I found out very clearly yesterday, was the idea of when I get bothered by other people who don't think of other people, okay? So we're at Shields yesterday. And we're driving, my son-in-law is driving, and uh, we're, we're driving right down the middle of the aisle going down to our parking spot, and these four really nice young men were just walking in a straight line, completely covering the driving area. How many of you enjoy that? Isn't that fun? <laughs> to just coming right at you, and you're looking going, oh, they look so nice, they've been tanning. Uh, they probably have been playing golf and they're dressed so nice. Look at, they walk the same speed. That is so cool. It annoys the daylights out of me. And I don't know if that's from my mom. I think that's just a blemish of my own. But I, I found out that it passed on very directly to my kids because my daughter in the back seat was like, good grief, seriously. That, that's when I went, <clears throat> sorry, Megan, my bad. But they were, just, they were oblivious to other people. Oh, that bugs me. Think of others, others, others. Now, in a much grander sense, 
God has given us talents, not just for ourselves, not just to walk down the center of the aisle and go, look at me, but to be able to serve others. It's all about others. So let me have this list again. And when you look at this list, let's think about how weird it would be to have this talent and not share it with others. Okay? So not using it to its full extent. Can you imagine a really good actor just at home acting on every part with superior mastership? Why? Nobody sees it. Acting is for other people. How about somebody really super funny? All of you dads are so funny. And the dad jokes are amazingly, amazing gifts that our kids don't fully appreciate. Okay? <laughs> but they will repeat. <laughs> yeah, a few years from now, they're going to say some of those and go, oh, no, no. Okay, but you're really funny, but to nobody. Dancing, nobody sees it. Graphic design, nobody sees your work. Painting, nobody sees your beautiful artwork. Playing an instrument, nobody hears what you've done. Pottery, singing, woodwork, writing, all of these things listed, if they're not appreciated by somebody else, you miss a lot of the purpose for those talents. While it might give you some personal joy, God has something much bigger in mind. <clears throat> Earlier I mentioned this list, origami. Now, yesterday we had a meeting. We have a group of students and leaders going down to Laredo, Texas in a couple of weeks to serve with the Evangelical Free Church missions arm called Apex. And one of the things we're doing is we're running a vacation Bible school in the morning. And the good news is this week there are 113 degrees down there. Our week they have a cold front coming through. It'll be 97 to 99. So that'll be awesome. What a relief <clears throat> from 97 to 99. But we're working on this vacation Bible school and we're talking about crafts and projects that we're going to be able to do. And I got so excited because one of our uh, team members is really good with origami. Yeah, there she is. So I will not embarrass Kaylee, but there she is. Uh, but she's really good at origami. She, maybe we could do some origami. Now, I am not talented with origami. I can make the flying airplane and it sometimes flies. But I can't, that's about all I can do. But she's like, oh yeah, we can make, I don't even remember what it was, dinosaur and a dog or some different things. And I thought, what a great gift for these kids down in Laredo to come to a park in 90 degree heat and be able to take a piece of paper and make it into a piece of art, be able to bring home and show their mom and dad and say, look what I made. And we'll talk to them about the gospel and how God made things special too. I thought, what a great gift. So right away, I'm like, that is in the sermon tomorrow morning, that it's a gift meant for others. Now, she can enjoy her origami by herself, and that's neat, that's fun. But to be able to bless these kids with the fact that they can go make something special will be so much more fun. So our talents are absolutely from God. They're actually meant for other people. We come back to the escape room illustration. When one of us figured out a clue to one of the puzzles we didn't just keep it to ourselves. We wanted everybody to move forward in accomplishing our goal for that escape room. And so we shared it with others. Hey, try this code on all the locks. And so we're like, okay. And so even, you know, we're a number one and yours only has letters. That was hard. But we did the right ones. Finally got it open and we won and got done at two and a half minutes left to spare. It was amazing. But God's talents that he gives us are not just for our own personal enjoyment. They're to serve others. Now, remember that talent that you thought of earlier? Ask God, God, how is it you want me to use that talent for others? If you're already using that talent for others, thank 
God, that he gave you that gift and allows you to be a blessing to somebody else. The last one is that it's literally part of a bigger picture. Your talent is part of a bigger picture. It's not just for you. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In other words, God has a big picture in mind. And he gives you talents to move toward the experience of participating with him in what he's doing in a bigger picture. Your gifts matter, and they're going to be part of a bigger purpose than just your own personal satisfaction. A number of years ago, when I was youth pastor here the first time, um, we had a shirt that we made. I love shirts that kids can wear and kind of witness wear to their schools. And one of the shirts we made was, it just simply said, I'm an extra. And they're just basic shirts, black t-shirt with white block printing, I'm an extra. And the idea there was that I'm an extra in God's show. He's the director, he's the star, and he chooses to use me just as an extra in pulling out his production. And we loved that because people would come up to people all the time at school and say, what does I'm an extra mean? Does that mean you're kind of an afterthought or you're discardable? (laughs) And we would look and go, oh, far from it. I'm highly valuable because God chose me to be in his production. And he's using me, part of a bigger picture. Again, back with the escape room, each clue or step was not the end in and of itself. Each step and clue and puzzle solved was part of fixing the whole puzzle. So we keep going. It's part of a bigger plan than just one little thing that's right in front of us. Why don't you imagine for me for a moment, and maybe this is your story this week, I don't know. But imagine a family who uh, has had a really tough week. A lot of bad news, a lot of loss in their family. Uh, They're just super sad. They're depressed. It's a husband and wife and one child. And they've been struggling this week. It's been a hard week. They don't go to church anywhere. They just kind of struggle through life a little bit. And they have very little hope. They're sad and they're depressed. It's hard right now. And they start talking to each other and they just go, you know, I don't even know what else to say. And finally, one of them remembers that somewhere back in school somewhere, somebody once said, when you're really down and depressed, why don't you check out a church because you can often get hope there. And they looked at each other and said, should we give it a shot? I guess. I I don't know what else to do. So they show up to Salem on a Sunday morning. And they come and come to the front door and there's not a greeter there. But they're okay with that. They're used to opening doors to go into businesses and offices. So they walk in, they just kind of look around. And the husband and wife say, boy, it sure would be nice just to kind of sit by ourselves. And so I wonder if they have Sunday school. Let's bring our child back to Sunday school and then we'll go into the sanctuary and see what happens. So they walk down the row, they see the signs on the wall, they go back to the children's area, and there's a sign there that says, sorry, um, we don't have any volunteers today, so you can keep your kids with you in the service. And the husband and wife kind of look at each other and just go, figures, we're having a bad week, I guess we'll just keep them with us. So they come in here and they come to the sanctuary door and there aren't any ushers, but they're okay with that because they're used to finding their own seat at different places. And so they walk in and they just sit down and they're depressed and 
having a tough time, but they just said, well, let's just sit down and see what happens. Um, they sit down, the senior pastors in Israel, and uh, <laughs> youth pastors up there. But for whatever reason, it doesn't really hit them that much. But at the end of the service, they say, if, if you want prayer, come on up here for prayer. But then the person goes, oh, wait, I'm sorry, we don't, we don't have any volunteers for prayer ministry today, so but we sure would love to pray for you. So put that on a card and drop it off at the hub, which is right, well, actually just put it on the table because we don't have anybody there to, to, to accept them now. But, but we'll pray for them this week. We're really glad you're here. And they just kind of like, whatever, and they leave. Pretty depressing, right? They just leave sad and go, I guess that was overrated. I guess there really isn't much there. But imagine this. <clears throat> Same family comes to church, sad, depressed, hopeless. A greeter meets them at the door and goes, Hey, hi, I'm so-and-so. Welcome to Salem. I don't know if I've seen you before. Are you new? They're all of a sudden noticed. And they go, well, yeah, actually it's our first time. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so and you are. And they get their two names. And then they squat down to their kid. They go, hey, how are you? Awesome. Do you give knuckles? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay, do it softer next time. Good to have you here, buddy. You want to go check out Sunday school? Kind of. Okay, well, I'll walk you back there. And this greeter walks him back to the children's wing where there's one volunteer with smiles on their face saying, hey, I'm so glad you're here. What's your name? Oh, Tommy, so good to see you. You're going to hang out with me for an hour. We'll have fun. We're going to learn about Jesus. It's going to be awesome. And the boy looks up kind of like, well, I don't know. Am I going to like them? And mom and dad go, yes, <laughs> get in there. <laughs> You're going to love it. And he goes, okay. So he stays in there. Mom and dad come in here and Usher greets him at the door. Hey, welcome. You want to sit up front or in the back or do you care? I'll, I'll walk you up, find your seat. Oh, really? That'd be great. We like the back. Super. Come on up front. <laughs> And you sit up front. <clears throat> We're so glad you're here. And after the service, hey, if you need prayer, would you come up here? They can't wait to get up here to have somebody pray for them. And then afterward, we'd love to have you stop at the hub because we'd love to follow up and just tell you what's going on at the church. Your different groups you can be a part of. <clears throat> what we do in kids ministry. And they're like, yeah. So they go back and somebody greets them at the hub. And they're like, hey, welcome. Here's a mug, a free gift. Are you kidding me? Awesome. Information. I'm going to write it out. Thank you. And we follow up with them. And they walk going, at least I have hope. We were loved. We were noticed. We were cared for. And it's how many people? A greeter, one. Children's worker, two. An usher, three. Prayer, four. Hub, five. Five people can be used by God to give a family hope. What a privilege. But what if we don't use our talents for the Lord? Let's not have that even be a possibility. So remember that talent you thought of earlier? Ask the Lord now, God, how is it you want me to use that talent here at Salem? So many of you volunteer and give your time, but that's, that's awesome. We love that. Thank you. But maybe God's leading someone else in here to say, you know what, I'm going to plug in. So, as we wrap up, in honor of Pastor Seth, I thought I'd give this a shot. 
We're going to go to the clear board and we're going to summarize this baby. Okay, so think of these two as schools of thought. Okay, the fact that all of our uh, talents are from God. Okay, that just represents God. Right here, this circle. Okay, then we also realize our talents are for others. Okay, that's that circle. But it's all part of a bigger picture of what he's doing. And when you add them all together, it will bring great joy. Huh? Thank you. Now, I know many of you are super impressed with how he writes backward. It's really not that big a deal. Because when we do this and we experience true joy together, we will all walk away saying this to each other. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Let's pray. (laughs) Heavenly Father, you give us gifts and talents and you just give us so much. And then you say, would you go be my ambassadors to the people that need hope and healing and encouragement and love and support. What a great privilege that is. So Lord, help us to be good ambassadors for you. Help us to thank you for the gifts and talents you've given to us. And may our response be immediate, that of course we're going to serve you with these. Of course we are. So Lord, thank you for the way that you work in our lives. Again, you've called us to be your ambassadors, so help us to be good ones. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.